You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us today. And I would like to introduce my co host. Uh, you all know him as the co host of Earth Oddity, but now the brand new, is it chief director of the new uh, space fighting force of the That's United right. States of America? That's right. Yeah. So went to DC, you know. Yeah, Mr. John Long. Right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to help out the galaxy, really, the, yeah. uh, the universe. Uh, I think and, Space Force was a working title. Aren't they going to go with something like Galactic Empire? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I hope so, because it would be cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I've watched Independence Day no less than five times, so I feel like I'm extremely qualified for this job. I think so. I yeah. think so. And uh, we'll be able to help out everyone from whatever mm-hmm. is out there that's trying to get us. I mean, you know, the best defense is a good offense, and right. that's what I told President Trump, and I felt like uh, when he handed me the keys to the intergalactic um, <laughs> yeah. Starship Enterprise that... Well, I was ready to go, you know. And these uh, intergalactic aliens, yeah, they're just going to have to get in line. Yeah, I mean, uh, fall in line. I'm not afraid to go to war in space, <laughs> and 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 I, in fact, I welcome it. So, yeah, well, I've, Elon already got a yeah. car, car up there. You know, I mean, if you don't think that's part of the space force already, yeah. Our message a, to the Milky Way is: give us your gold. Yeah, right. Yes, we want everything. <laughs> we want your all your resources. Your uranium. Um, yeah. We need some uranium. Do you have oil? We we, <laughs> we will gladly go to war for oil. So. I mean, that's a old technology. We're we're oh, looking yeah. more into Aurelium one fifteen now, <laughs> but we need that because we can't make it here on Earth. Right. No. So. Yeah. So we need all of that. Um, what's the stuff in Wakanda? We want to get some of that. Oh stuff yeah. Too. Um, yeah. It's the stuff Wolverine's made out of. Yeah. Adamantium. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Although that's no, that's what. It's actually vibranium. Vibranium. Okay, it's the stuff that uh, Captain America's shield is made of. Sorry. Yeah. I got my, my comic book medals mixed yeah. up there. My, no! My I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about Marvel and DC, so I have to get my kids to explain who's who when we watch a movie together. So, Man, you got any good stories today? Yeah, I really do. I have one sent to us by really one of our strongest supporters, Casey Dunaway, mm-hmm. um, and James Elmore's <laughs> personal uh, talent agent uh, about a red hen protester. Yeah, you know that's where I've seen kick, all that. Yeah, yes. so this dude uh, threw chicken poop at the eatery. So uh, yeah, he's man. a little upset at him. He's apparently got a crush on Sarah Sanders or something. So <laughs> yeah, so that's a uh, that's one of the ones we got. I have a story about Elon Musk. Uh, he's in a little bit of a copyright dispute right now oh, okay. over the. True origin of a farting unicorn. Oh, so <laughs> huh? All right. Well, I hadn't even heard that. So. <laughs> what do you want to start with? Um, I mean, we can. Uh, 
Let me pull up this other one here. Where did I have it? Two men with 29 wives and 160 children. Wow. Yeah, they've gotten into a little bit of trouble, and uh, and they've been sentenced to house arrest following can, their polygamy conviction. Okay, can this be anywhere but the state of Utah? Um, this comes to us via Fox News, and it is in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Oh, okay. So they have taken the the Mormon mm-hmm. show on the road up north. <laughs> so um, you got here two leaders of a fundamentalist Mormon sect mm-hmm. who between them have 29 wives and 160 children were sentenced to house arrest on Tuesday after being convicted of polygamy. Winston Blackmore, who's 61 now, was <laughs> oh, found guilty last year of having 24 wives, while James Oler, who's 53, was found guilty of having five wives. So like I said earlier, James, right. probably not as big of a good of a looking guy. That's rookie as, numbers. Yeah, yeah he's got to get those <laughs> up. Those are rookie numbers. You only got five wives? What are you? I mean, who am I to judge? I've only got one. And <laughs> yes, right. not looking to change. No, that, no, but. no. <laughs> Um, I could never talk Tara into that. <laughs> no, me either. I don't see how you do it. You know? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't see me going home to Dieter and going, hey, you know what would make our marriage better is if I married another woman, <laughs> too. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to divorce you. I'm going to take care of both of you, you know? And I'm going to have to sleep with both of you. Uh, just well, that, go, going to throw that out there. That entails taking care <laughs> yeah, of both true. of you. That's true. Well, I don't know. Me sleeping with. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll I just, you know, yeah. I'll, I'm going to leave this joke. We might want to cut. I don't. Let me just say this. Moving on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me, I'll just move along because that'll, that'll get me in trouble at the deacons meeting. What I was about to say. <laughs> Uh, email us, email the show if you want to know what that joke was and I will, I'll respond to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but Blackmore's six month conditional sentence is to be served under house arrest. Um, and it allows him to go to work and deal with medical emergencies. Oler, who the guy who's married to five, uh, is doing, he's only got a three month house, right. house arrest. So he's getting off a little easier, <laughs> Yeah, but both face 12 months of probation and 150 hours of community service work. British Columbia Supreme Court Justice Sherry Ann Donegan said while both men were hardworking and otherwise law abiding, mm-hmm. a discharge by the court would have been would not have been appropriate given the gravity of their offenses. Some of the men's wives, and this is where it gets a little creepy, for example, were as young as fifteen when they were married. Ah, uh, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how it goes in Canada, but I would imagine this. That's illegal. I mean, you can talk, you can talk like a thirteen-year-old into a lot of things. Yeah, very I don't, true. I don't think you're mature enough at thirteen to no. be. Now, I mean, I say that. I know back in the day things were a little different, but at the same time, back in the day, a lot of marriages were arranged too. So very true. You know, and I would just say, as as I would when I was thirteen, I talked to a lot of thirteen-year-olds <laughs> and doing a lot of stuff. But I'm not even talking <laughs> yeah. about it like getting married. I'm just talking about let's go throw eggs at somebody's house and. Wouldn't it be yeah. cool to smash that window? Yeah. Hey, let's yeah. set this on fire. You know, whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's all kind of crazy stuff. So, yeah, 13-year-olds are easily influenced. Um, the judge says he's made it clear that no sentence will deter him from practicing his faith. The concept of remorse is foreign to him in this context. And so Blackmore here gets on the soapbox and says, I'm guilty of living my religion, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm saying today because I've never denied that. So, right. 
the two men have been leaders of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon sect that still believes in plural marriage. They both have been part of the small community of Bountiful, which uh, is in a mountainous region in southeastern British Columbia. They have bountiful wives, I'll tell yeah, you that. Right, yes. But I found it very uh, interesting that your punishment for marrying 24 women is to be put on house arrest with all of them. For- <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know, this may be kind of, is it wrong of me to, to, to say that is the punishment for marrying 24 women not just being married 24 women? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's, that's kind of what it is. But <laughs> yeah. I would feel like, I would be like, no judge, put me in jail. You know? <laughs> I'll be in jail for six months. Give me a little break. Let's give them a little break. <laughs> When I come back, maybe there's only 18 left, you know? Here's another question. Like, okay, he's not going to, they're not, the state isn't trying to make him divorce all these women, are they? It doesn't sound like You it. see what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like, it's not like he's going to learn his lesson and go get a bunch of divorces. Right. You know? And here's, and maybe I, I'm not up on the Mormons. I'm, I'll admit. My, yeah, this isn't, uh, to be fair to our Mormon friends out there, yeah. this is a, a fundamentalist sect. The main yeah. line right, yeah, yeah. Latter-day do Saints churches anymore. don't do this anymore. Right, yeah. Shout out to G. Hutch, one of my friends who's a <laughs> yeah. Mormon. I should ask him this, but I don't get, like, uh, why is marrying a bunch of women so like, why is that like a tenet of their, of his part of the religion? I'm not saying all Mormons right. in a whole, but you know. I don't want to misspeak, but I actually did read up, like I read a biography of, uh, what's the dude's name? Joseph Smith. Yeah, right. And uh, he, uh, he liked the ladies. He married so. Pocahontas, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's John Smith. John Smith. Yeah. You actually had me question myself. I was like, did he? <laughs> I should be on, was it Waters World? Yes, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't I don't know. So, yeah, they just, they're just into it? Is it just like, uh, let's spread the religion? You know, our religion started out small, so let's well, make part of it. Well, I tell you what, that is how you make your religion big, my friend. Because it was chi- with, children. It was within, I want to say, three or four generations, they was like, had a whole state. Yeah, right. You know? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know, if it makes you closer, you know, like the more wives you have. I mean, if you've have, got, how many kids did you say they had? Did you say how many kids? He had 149 with one of them. Okay. Well, you know that, do that. The dude that had 24 have, wives. All the men in your church, have them do that, you know, two or three generations. Right. And you have, you're not, you're not a, a sect anymore. You're yeah. not a religion, you know. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here. We've had a little membership dip here at our church <laughs> and maybe you know i'm i can't do it because i love my wife i think and, gabe could pull it off but gabe <laughs> yeah that's right gabe rogers is the best looking man in west alabama no yeah. joke single yeah i and, bet there's some women out there who would share gabe oh yeah yeah <laughs> just to have that arm candy all, you know like all their instagram pictures and stuff to have gabe in there uh, with them looking good we're terrible <laughs> I mean, I will say his brother said that he's the only person on the University of Alabama ground school mm-hmm. that college girls stop and take pictures of while they're working, while yeah. he's working. So that's mighty impressive because college girls don't even act like I exist anymore. Like, <laughs> right. They look through me, you know, like <laughs> as if I'm not even there. So shout out to Gabe, you know, <laughs> yeah. you guys, any single ladies out we there? We should start. We should start like an online dating service, say, but yeah. it's just us uh, setting up girls with Gabe. Yeah. What if we had like a, a, a Gabe date.com? Like a bat. <laughs> <laughs>
What if we had like a bachelor just featuring Gabe, like the Gabeschler or something? And, uh, you know, like we'll get women to come in and he'll give them all the final rows. And, you know, the next thing you know, he's Can they a, sign up through GabeDate.com? GabeDate.com. I'm going to go see if that's, that's right. I'm going to see if that, that domain's You're, you're going to come into quite a bit of land, too, he, if you marry into him. He's got prime real estate yeah. and, um, and also is a landlord to several possibly illegal immigrants so <laughs> i don't know i'm just a joke they're not they're i'm sure they're all legal but yeah. um on his land back there you know he's got like a little trailer park back there i didn't know that i didn't oh, know yeah. he had a trailer park yeah That's yeah awesome. it's been back there for forever okay and uh it's like maybe four or five trailers a couple old ladies and okay um a lot of people from south of the border live back there too awesome so. and it's not like a money-making venture for them so right right i don't want to talk too much about the family business for them but yeah, so I'm just saying, you marry Gabe, you're coming in to a lot of good stuff, and <laughs> we're gonna need you to have a lot of children and be cool with him having multiple wives because we gotta get you got tithings down, our memberships <laughs> down a little bit. We gotta get all that back up. <laughs> okay, our next story. Since we had been talking about the space force, yeah, a Russian billionaire declares himself leader of a new space nation. Asgardia at Levish Castle uh, Ceremony. Wow. I feel like this dude just watched a movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. He just got some disposable income. and. But anyway, a Russian billionaire has held a lavish ceremony at a castle in Austria to declare himself the leader of a new independent space nation called Asgardia. Okay. The self- Big time Marvel guy there, <laughs> yeah. right? Isn't Asgard a Marvel? Yeah. I think he changed his name to Thor. Okay. Yeah, big, big time Marvel <laughs> yeah. guy. The self-funded event was held at the opulent Hofsburg Palace in Vienna and included a choral performance of the nation's anthem, an official oath, and a video message from Russian cosmonaut Oleg Arminov at the International Space Station. Wow. So this dude, he is really... He did a little bit more than, like, buy a star, you know, (laughs) those those things, you know, like, oh, look, honey, I bought you a star. He did. So what is Asgardia? Who is the man behind it, and why are thousands of people signing up to be a part of it? Here's what you need to know. Asgardia is the brainchild of Russian rocket scientist Igor Ashbeli. He wants it to be the first fully independent nation in space with its own government, virtual currency, justice system, and their own calendar. Okay. Which that makes sense if you're a space nation, yeah. you know, you yeah, can't you're, be well, you're, counting your days by the Earth, by the Earth cycle yeah. around right, the sun. Yeah, your, yeah. your cycle is going to be... Uh, way different. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Depending on where Asgardia is located. <laughs> right. Their distance from the sun. In 2016, Dr. Ashbiley, Sounds Dr. Right. Ashbiley, yeah. and a team of scientists, engineers, and law experts unveiled plans to establish an Asgardian colony on the moon and to build a series of special space platforms called space arcs where people can live. Okay. Artist impressions of the space arcs show giant clear domed platforms floating through space with people walking through Earth-like neighborhoods inside them. While functioning as a real nation, Asgardian would also help protect the Earth and keep the peace in space according to the project's official website. Who will live in Asgardia? At the moment, anyone can become a citizen of uh-huh. Asgardia. Okay, I needed to sign up. <laughs> but the doctor said he wants to attract the world's most creative minds... 
Boom, boom, I bet you they'll have a homeowners association too. I'm not down with those. They make you roll your trash can back. And they may eventually bring in a mandatory IQ test for potential Asgardians. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, that eliminates me. I mean, I've watched the Thor movies. That yeah. dude did not have to pass an IQ test no, to be, right. you know, heir to the throne of yeah. Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has a long way to go and many hurdles ahead of it, but. The Doctor has made some impressive progress since its creation. He launched the nation's first satellite called Asgardia 1. Okay. I mean, this dude's saying he wants the most creative minds, and he's naming their... Yeah, he's taking... He's ripped their name. <laughs> I thought about that, too. Yeah. Also, I wonder if we could get in, like, southern Asgardia, like down where the <laughs> mobile home park is yeah. or whatever, and just redneck it up. I know? want to be from Yodelheim. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start the Ice Nation Yodelheim. <laughs> And if you really want the creative minds, that's where they're at. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't even know. <laughs> he also established a parliament made up of dozens of MPs who met for the first time ahead of the inauguration ceremony in Vienna. Is Dr. Asbury paying for everything? You better believe it. The Asgardian website says, let's be very clear, every penny, every cent spent on Asgardia up to date and still for quite some months to come is the investment of the doctor himself. Okay. Dr. Asbury wants Asgardia to become an official member of the United Nations, but to do so, he needs it to be a functioning state or government. He took the first steps towards it becoming one by holding par- parliamentary... I could read. If I could <laughs> I'm read. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> it's all right. We both educated in Peck County, <laughs> Alabama. Please forgive so, us. I mean... Let's see. The doc- us back. <laughs> The doctor took the first steps towards it becoming one by holding parliamentary elections in December last year and then later declaring himself head of the nation. Oh, of course, you dictator. (laughs) I already don't like you. The ceremony in Vienna, which was attended by hundreds, hundreds, John. Hundreds. Hundreds of diplomats, scientists, engineers, and law experts from around the world officially confirmed his appointment as leader and showed the world that he was serious. Although, I think what was really going on is he just had a really nice buffet table there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Open bar. Yeah. There was even a cake and a commemorative coin created to mark the occasion. At the ceremony, he said the next step for Asgardia is to set up a Ministry of Foreign Affairs and a National Bank. Within the next three months, a government will be established, including the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, which will deal with diplomatic solutions to establish bilateral relations with countries on the earth, he said. Mm. Once we have a certain number of bilateral agreements following UN rules, we will apply to become a member of the United Nations. Other important milestones will be the establishment of the nation's bank and production of the nation's currency. All of this needs to be completed by the end of the year, and he av- he vowed Asgardia would be a reality within 25 years. Well, so, I would like to just go on record right now with the free state of John. All right, <laughs> that's uh, that's my personal property. That we have already were on hostile terms with Asgardia. <laughs> Asgardia. Yeah. Is there a dictatorship? And I don't like it. He's like, we're going to hold parliamentary <laughs> elections, and now I'm the leader. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm telling you, we're coming for you. And I, I would, would like put, to say myself, as you know, the the diplomat, first diplomat of Yodelheim, <laughs> that we're declaring sanctions on Asgardia. <laughs> there you go. We yeah. refuse to talk. We refuse yeah. to go to the negotiating table. Yeah. And uh, we yeah. would like to I'm offer embargoes. Let's do embargoes. I, I just like to say that word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We would like to offer our uh, hand to uh, the first state of John. Okay. And ally against yeah. Asgardia. There you go. Yeah. Well, you're, you're bringing <laughs> the uh, Republic of 
Rogers along with us because we've declared an alliance long ago, years yeah. ago. It's a decade old alliance. So yeah, so you get the Republic of Rogers, um, <laughs> including the Jerry Rogers Memorial Cat Park as well, which is way inside joke for the people that are listening to this. But uh, and uh, and the Free State of John, we'll come alongside of you, awesome, and we'll fight the tyrants of Asgardia. <laughs> yeah, right now. I mean, I, I'm not down with that. But speaking of people who are a little <laughs> politically upset these days, right? Um, let's talk about a red hen protester here who allegedly threw chicken feces at the eatery. Again, in just in case anyone out there doesn't isn't up to date, yeah. the red hen is a, a restaurant that uh, Ms. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Huckabee San- Sanders yeah, went Sarah to eat Sanders at. Went and, to eat at. She's the White House press spokesman, press I, secretary, I believe. Yes, yeah. yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, Long story short, the owner was a liberal and they asked her to leave. Yeah. And right. I would just like to say personally, I mean, I wouldn't have kicked her out of my restaurant. I wouldn't uh, have kicked out the, who was the other aide, the, the one that Roseanne was making uh, fun of on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Valerie Jarrett. I yeah. wouldn't have kicked her out of no. my restaurant because no. anybody can come eat. Well, I don't have a restaurant, but if yeah. I did, anyone can come eat at my restaurant. Same for me. Anybody can sign up to be a member of Yodelheim. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as someone who has owned a restaurant for mm-hmm. a long time, I had a lot of groups meet there that I didn't agree with yeah. morally or politically. I'm talking about like campus organizations. Right. But it's but a business. The biggest fan, I, I, I mean, I, I love Jesus, and uh, that's it. But right below that is I liked making money because that allowed me to, you know, support my family and everything. Right. And so I wasn't going to tell anyone who was willing to hand me money mm-hmm. for my service that I wouldn't do it. Because I mean, if, I feel like if you want to talk to me, we can have a conversation, yeah. and maybe, right, even if we don't agree with each other when it's over, maybe we'll understand each other's points of view better. Yes. But, I mean, a business is a business. Right. You're about selling sandwiches. Yeah. You know? Well, and that was it. The, the The main thing that came into my mind was that the university atheist organization would meet once a month in my back dining room at mm-hmm. night, and they would all buy sandwiches, and they would sit back there and talk about how we were all idiots for believing right. in God, you know? Yeah. Which was totally fine. And yeah. I told the people up front, like, hey, I, I I believe in Jesus, but I don't have a problem with you meeting in here. And they were like, that's totally cool. And yeah. actually, the guy who ran it and I, myself, we had some pretty good mm-hmm. conversations, you know, very civil and all that. Right. Now, if I'd have kicked him out or anything and it was started, <laughs> I would have had people throwing chicken crap at my place, I guess. I you don't, don't know. You don't think if you would have kicked out the atheist out of your restaurant, you don't think they would have walked away saying, you know what? Maybe Jesus yeah, is you real. You know what? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> After Jesus kicked out of the sandwich shop, maybe Jesus is real. You know, now that I think about it, this guy's got a point. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought the best thing to do, number one, was make money off of them. Right. And number two is just be cool to them. So they would say that, hey, this guy believes in Jesus and he's not, you Did know. Did you tell them, hey, I just want you to know that all the money I make off you guys, I'm giving a portion of that. To I was like, yeah, 10%. Percent. Just convention. 10% going to the cooperative fund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, everyone has a right to do what they want right. to do. In my opinion, as a, I'm a big time freedom guy, you mm-hmm. know, as everyone can do what they want to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have kicked her out, even if I disagree with her politically. And on some mm-hmm. instances, even now, I do, you know. But yeah. if she were to sit down in my place, I'd be like, hey. But this other, you know, lady who owns the Red Hen, I mean, she, she certainly if she wants right to kick to, her out, she yeah. can kick her out. Yeah. If she don't want to make money and wants to make all the conservatives in America mad at her, right. she can do that, too. Yes, you know? right. Well, you know, <laughs> that's appears she's definitely made one West Virginian guy pretty <laughs> mad. His name's Reginald Scott C., 
and he's 51, which is too old to be throwing chicken poop. <laughs> yeah, that's old enough to know better. Yeah. He was charged with littering and disorderly conduct after he threw chicken feces at the red hen. Which littering, for you don't know, for people who don't know, chicken craft is called chicken litter, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought kind of that was a double kind of meaning funny. there. Yeah, yeah. A double entendre or whatever. <laughs> he was among a handful of protesters outside the Lexington, Virginia uh, restaurant Tuesday after, after the eatery booted Sanders out. Police said uh, Reginald, which I'm going to call him Reggie, was arrested and charged with littering and disorderly conduct after allegedly chucking the bird excrement at the restaurant. Um, the saga surrounding the Virginia restaurant started Saturday after Sanders tweeted that she was kicked out of the restaurant by owner Stephanie Wilkinson. Uh, Sanders' tweet in part read, uh, told by the owner of the Red Hen to leave because I work for the President of the United States. She said she politely left following the request. Mm -hmm. Then that started this whole like Yelp review war <laughs> thing. The people were writing scathing reviews on it. And uh, other non-affiliated Red Hen eateries around the country have also revealed that they have received eight hate mail and criticism after the incident. So say there was a Red Hen in Kennedy, Alabama, you know, mm -hmm. like the Red Hen eatery. And people just find it online and start <laughs> railing them and downvoting them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not, they're not in any way affiliated with it. So those, oh, man. Yeah, that's because, you know, the, once the mob gets going, you can't stop them, you <laughs> yeah. know. And, so what uh, do you do? Do you go outside if you have a restaurant that's sim similar in name to the Red Hen? Do you change it to not the Red Hen? Yeah, I think I would. Or just put a big <laughs> sign up that, like, you know, everyone is welcome here. Right. You know, I'm not the one you're talking about. You know, you've got the wrong Red Hen. Maybe list their, like, website yeah. and address and everything else. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and also, let's just say that uh, Ms. Huckabee Sanders, she has a tough job. Yeah. Oh, she she has a very... Yeah. Very tough job being the spokesperson to the press for like one of the most hated presidents yeah, yeah. in and our a, generation. And a president who doesn't always think before he speaks, I think. I don't think he ever speaks before he, <laughs> yeah, thinks, he, before he ever speaks. thinks before he speaks. Yeah, Sorry. Right. No, I wish he, I would think before I spoke. Yeah, or thinks before he tweets or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know. I, uh, yeah, she's got a tough job. And, you know. It's an impressive that she's held on to it this long. Yeah, usually <laughs> even... For like a, a great, like beloved president, the the press secretary, they'll run through those. Oh, yeah. Because it's a taxing job. You're the mouthpiece for the president. The press is bringing it every day to you. you Especially know. if you're a former reality star. Yeah, right. Yes. Who's, <laughs> Who likes to say controversial things on the internet. loves to say and just stir people up. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. Like, man, why are you stirring people up all the time? <laughs> just chill out, dude. Yeah. Do what you want to do. You ain't got to stir everybody up, you know? But- that's him, and that's what got him to the White House, I guess. But, uh, you know, I would just say if if you're upset that a restaurant has kicked out, you know, someone who works for your favorite president or mm -hmm. whatever, the appropriate retaliation is not throwing chicken Poop mess. There. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just don't eat there. Yeah, just don't eat there. Just if, And if it really, really bothers you that much, just, you know, maybe go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm not going to eat there no more. Yeah, right. Yes. I'm, you know. And then it, when that pops up in my feed, I will hit hide this post because <laughs> yes, I, I, I instantly hide any political yeah. post that's in my timeline. I do, too. I do so. too. For the most part, yes. Except for, you know, the political group I'm in that's purpose is to discuss politics. But all my normal friends, I'm yeah. just like, oh no, I don't. I don't Good care. for you. 
Yeah, right. Because if I disagree with you, I'm going to end up arguing with you. I don't have the energy to get outraged every single day yeah, about something. I'm sorry. But yeah, who are, like, how do these people do it? I mean, I don't know. And, and it's on both sides. Yeah, you know, absolutely. they're always just like cranked up to level 10. I was going to say, I've got conservative friends who are outraged, outraged that the red hen would kick yeah. her out. Outraged yes. over it. And, and I'm then like, you got the other side that's outraged over, I mean, just pick whatever yeah. thing. They're all outraged over everything. So. And everybody's I'm like, outraged. I'm like, they didn't kick me out. Yeah. Right. You know? Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's really what I was saying. Like, look, oh, okay. They're like, well, this is wrong. I'm like, well, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 she chose to eat there. If it's wrong, tell them about it. Call yeah. them up. Don't yeah. tell me. Don't just broadcast to everyone have on your power. Facebook I don't feed. have the power to change the policy at the right. Red Hen. Don't yes. tell me about it. And I've been through several, because people who listen to this have been friends with me on Facebook, through several machinations of my <laughs> Facebook life. And right. at one point, I did talk a lot about politics, but then I decided, like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I was really trying to just ridicule everybody, <laughs> which ended up making a lot of people mad at me. On both sides. On both sides. So. <laughs> I just decided to stop and use Facebook for what it was intended for, which, which is, is seeing, cat pictures or seeing if your old ex-girlfriends have gained a bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it was created for. I think Did they, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them, but I hadn't had a lot of girlfriends, you know, they right. did lock me down when I was really young. <laughs> so I didn't even know what was going on. I had an ex-girlfriend, but she died. So, oh, well, okay. You broke her heart. <laughs> I can't, well, no. Oh, okay. But, uh, Okay. I feel like we're going to a dark place here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm love I'm 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 actually intrigued. Well, she was super nice and I hate things turned out the way they did. Uh but I don't have to worry about running into her in public anymore. <laughs> so she was a Christian. She's in okay. a better place. Yeah, hey. Right, yeah, she's she's in the bosom of Abraham. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> I'll just just throw this out. My eighth grade girlfriend, uh, she became a lesbian. So, but now she's back, like on the home team. So, okay. But I felt like maybe I had a part in driving her away for a while. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. French butchers <laughs> seek police protection from militant vegans after shops are vandalized. Man, those, those vegans are rough, man. They are. French butchers are seeking police protection from militant vegans citing attacks from small groups of people with anti-meat and anti-breeding ideologies. Okay. French Confederation of Butchery, which, do they, I wonder if they have like a seal. I bet you'd be <laughs> you know? cool. Like it was like a, you know, a I would lamb love chop to get, or something. I would love to get the French Confederation of Butchery right. is like my, like Call of Duty badge <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, butchers and delicatessens, is that right? Delicatessens? Delicatessens. Was, I, I, I didn't work in the sandwich shop well, industry. Delicat- what does that mean? A deli is short for delicatessen. Oh, I But it's like that. a fancy name for a restaurant, basically. Again, Alabama education. Yeah, there, so. right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> their president, Jean-Francois Gilliard, wrote to France's interior minister, uh, Gerard column requesting better police protection. Mm. The request came after multiple reports of vandalism at shops and intimidation from vandals using anti-meat slogans. The French International Press Agency reported that in Hauts de France near the Belgian border, seven butcher shops were sprinkled with fake blood in April, and a butcher shop and a fish shop had their windows broken and the facades tagged with the inscription Stop to Speciesism. Oh, 
which you know, oh, well, racism is not bad enough. Now we got to go. For yeah, we got to go speciesism. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are counting on your services and the support of the entire government to stop as soon as possible violence, physical, verbal, moral suffered by the honest professionals that we are. Uh, it stated in a letter dated June 22nd and signed by Mr. Gouillard. For several months, the 18,000 butchers and butchers of our country have been worried about the consequences of the vegan lifestyle. Yeah, right. Militant veganism. Concerning the intimidation of which we are the victims, it had been characterized for several months by violent acts, violence that even seemed to become commonplace. The one-page letter of the CFBCT... There they go. Vegans are texting us right goodness. now. <laughs> They just won't leave it alone. They won't drop it. They have been accused of terrorism, for it is the terror that we seek to sow a few individuals and organizations that have only one purpose, to remove simply a whole section of French culture which owes so much to the ex expertise of its artisans, he said. Oh, artisans. Yeah. So, well, in France, the vegans are... Yeah, you know, they're not. They're no longer, you know, satisfied with you know their you know tweets, mean tweets, yeah. and maybe standing outside in their underwear, just holding up signs. Yeah, now they're actually starting to break out windows and vandalize shops. Well, so. I want to commend you on reading that story. <laughs> I think you did an excellent job. Thank you. But the vegans here, their whole problem is they're just hangry. You know, they're like <laughs> hungry and angry. That's their whole problem. And when you get that way, I don't know if you have anyone who listens, if you have kids, you know what your kids do when they yeah. get hungry and angry and it, you just can't handle them. You know what fixes you know? that? Protein. Yeah, that's right. A, a nice steak. <laughs> a salad is not going to make no. you heavy. That's right. You get a nice steak, sprinkle some Cajun curl on it, fry it up for them or grill it up for them and let them have it. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it goes. So. Um, I've said this before on the show, but I'm going to say it again. When they can start converting, you know, lions and tigers yeah. to be vegetarians right. and later vegans, yeah. maybe I'll give them a little bit more thought. Yeah. But why? You know, I eat plants and vegetables. Right. They're, they're blowing your phone up. <laughs> they are. I eat plants and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go talk to them first? Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, plants have feelings, too. Scientifically, they've told us. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, if you prune a bush, it'll get mad and grow back bigger, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm Wasn't like I say, big time, that... big time freedom guy. If you want to eat, you know, kale chips and all that for your mm -hmm. whole life, totally cool Good with that. Good for you. Do it. That's cool. But don't get on me about what I want to mm -hmm. eat. I like to eat unhealthily. As That's long as my... you're not eating like other people, yeah. I'm not going to say anything to you. Right. And well, even like, we had a story a couple of weeks ago about a dude who, you know, he lost his foot in a motorcycle accident yeah. and then he ate it. Yeah. I'm up for him eating as, as long yeah. as he's not trying to feed it to me. No, yeah. If I don't he wants eat, to eat his own food, that's okay. I don't want okay. your toe meat. No. No. But yeah, yeah, I'll just say God made me to love meat. You know, he may not have made you that way, but I was born this way and allow me my freedom of lifestyle choice of eating tasty, you know, grilled and fried meats. You know, I'm just saying fried chicken's good. So people want to get into that get into that <laughs> yeah but don't be breaking people's windows and stuff and oh. also i feel like if you're a butcher your best retaliation is get a like a spray bottle and put you some blood in it and when they start <laughs> running up on your shop just start spraying them with blood just, like, just one up like you're gonna pour fake blood on me i'm yeah. gonna put I'm some like, real, real blood, blood on you <laughs> yeah i've had this bucket back here in the kitchen while i'm butchering up all this meat here <laughs> and I'm spraying it on you, and you're going to get a whole face full of it, and you get away from my windows because I'm not paying to replace my windows. So. I remember back in the 
early 2000s, Ted Nugent, of all people, had a show. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. What was it? The Call of the Wild or something like that? Uh, I think he had several. This particular okay. one was like Surviving Nugent. Oh, yeah, the reality show. People thing. came over yes. to his house and yeah. he was kicking them off. And yeah, I do. I, I remember there was like this one... It animals rights girls like on there and she was like furious because you know he's he's a hunter oh you know, yeah he's constantly yes, you know, he shooting animals and, and eating them stuff. yeah and his son was out there like throwing eggs at her <laughs> to which to her it was like throwing baby chickens you know right yes <laughs> which uh i knew a couple of girls that were uh vegetarian one time um this is back when we were in scouts a lot of people don't know they got all bent out of shape because scouts have allowed girls to join but right. there have been girls in scouts forever in exploring and venturing mm-hmm and so Dieter and I were advisors of a venturing post. And there were a couple of girls who were on a camping trip and they were eating eggs. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. You know, guys, I know y'all are vegetarian, but you're eating basically boneless chicken. You <laughs> you're know? not you're not vegetarian. Yeah, right. Those eggs didn't grow in the tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like it shocked. Of course they were young. You right. know, they're like fifteen or so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which one of them grew up and is an amazing outdoors woman. She works on the Appalachian Trail now. She's worked cool. out in New Mexico. She basically is a hiking guide. Mm-hmm. And she's a really awesome girl. Love her to death. But back then, I was like, hey, just just so you know, those, those eggs, they came out of a chicken's butt, number one. And number two, that's chicken you're eating, you know. Right. It's just not fully developed chicken. So yeah, It was shocking just to see the look on their face. A naked hermit. Naked uh, hermit. Yes, a naked hermit. The best which, kind of hermit. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to be a hermit, naked's <laughs> the way to go. That's probably know? why you be- go becoming a hermit. Yeah, so you can be naked. But he's lived on this island for three decades, and he's been forced back to civilization. Which got his picture here. I mean, not <laughs> you can't see his you know important <laughs> parts. But uh, and, and I will say just to lead this off. If you've ever been in any sort of gym or locker room setting with older men in it, mm-hmm. they will walk around naked like it is nobody's business. They don't <laughs> even care. They have no shame. And I can't wait till I get to that point in my life to where I'm just like comfortable. And they'll come up and talk to you. I mean, just dangle, dangle and, <laughs> and talk to you like it's no nothing at all, you know? And yeah. they're like, uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable, you know, having this conversation with you without you having pants on but they're just like oh, how's the weather what do you think the tide's gonna do this year so that's why i quit going to the gym just couldn't take that's it. that's a good excuse yeah, right yeah just couldn't take it you know let's all put on our underwear at least you know i know yeah you know i mean you may be proud of what you got but i don't need to see it so anyways an elderly japanese man who has lived naked on a secluded island for 29 years who only ventured out for water rice cakes and supplies once a week has been forced back into civilization masafumi nagasaki who's 82 years old mm-hmm. ventured to the island of sobon tari is that a biblical name 
Oh yeah, yeah. Think so. Yeah, <laughs> things Jewish. Um, in Yayama Islands near Taiwan in 1989, and lived by himself and he would, until he made headlines in 2012 when Reuters did a did a story on him called The Naked Hermit. The Naked Hermit. Yeah, which is a good name for a band, by the way, The Naked Hermits. <laughs> Uh, Nagasaki told Reuters in 2012 that he wished to die on the island and that because it's been his home for so right. long. Um, finding a place to die is important is an important thing to do, he said, and I've decided here's the place for me. It hadn't really occurred to me before how important it is to choose the place of your death, like whether it's in a hospital or at home with your family by your side but to die here surrounded by nature you just can't beat it can you so he apparently thinks it's a big deal if he mm-hmm. chooses where he dies yeah. right for me not a concern just <laughs> wherever i go it. wherever i go <laughs> um it was not immediately clear how or why nagasaki navigated to the deserted island uh, there were reports he was married at some point in his life and had two children and that he ran a hostess club in japan so I don't know what a hostess club is, but hostess it club. doesn't sound like an up and up business to me. You know, right. sounds like a fancy name for uh, a I brothel. Thought, I thought maybe it was uh, they, where they sold Twinkies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which he's, he said he was married and had two kids. I'm sure <laughs> maybe they got divorced and she was trying to get child support out of him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go live you. on this des- deserted <laughs> island. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I caught you cheating <laughs> on me. You ain't getting no money out of me. I'm going to the hostess <laughs> island with a lifetime supply of Twinkies. Yes. Uh, he said, in civil- civilization, people treated me like an idiot and made me feel and made me feel like one. Oh, on this island. I don't feel like that. He said <laughs> here on the island. I don't do what people tell me to do. I just follow nature's rules. You can't dominate nature. So you have to obey it completely. He said uh, when he first arrived on the island, Nagasaki wore clothes, but a strong typhoon destroyed all of his belongings. Hmm. Walking around naked doesn't really fit in with normal society, but here on the island, it feels right. It's like a uniform. (laughs) Which is said that he went out once a week to get water and rice cake. I mean, does he put on clothes for that? Or maybe he's got like a leaf, you know, (laughs) belt or something he puts on. I don't know. Um, Despite his wishes to die on the island, a blogger whose name is Alvano Serrazzo uh, spent five days with Nagasaki, told news.com.au that Nagasaki was evicted from the island by authorities in April and placed in government housing in Ishigaki, Japan. Hmm. He was kicked out of the island. Someone saw him on the island, and it seems like he was weak. Um, They called the police. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Snitches get stitches. They called the police and they took him back to civilization and that's it. He couldn't even fight back because he was weak. They Mm. won't allow him to return. Uh, Apparently he suffered from the flu. Um, It says his health is okay. He was probably only sick or he had the flu, but they won't allow him to go back anymore. He He cannot go there. It's over. So Naked Man's kicked off of the island, <laughs> which to me, I was like, somebody probably purchased that island or at least some beachfront, beachfront yeah. property. And they're like, we need to get rid of this naked guy it's here. A, it's a fixer upper. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> I do need to disclose as your realtor that there is a naked guy on this island. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's no problem. He just yeah. likes to go around naked, sleeps on the beach, which really, that's the lie. And the, invest- and the investor's like... 
Well, I mean, what kind of naked guy? Like a Fabio? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's no. 82. <laughs> he's 82. Um, and, you know, he's a real skinny dude, too. I don't know if you looked at the pictures of the article. Skinny, skinny Winnie. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I don't know. Like, to me, the only thing keeping me from being a naked hermit is having a wife and kids. You <laughs> right. Know? If my wife was to pack up and leave me and take the kids today, I would be like, I'm done. I'm checking out of society. I don't have to work anymore. Going to the woods. And I'm going to the woods. Right. First plan, I'm going to live behind a Walmart for a while. Because I feel like if you're homeless, and to all our homeless listeners out there, number one homeless podcast, from what I understand, yeah. from from the numbers I've seen, get behind a Walmart in the woods or something. Because mm-hmm. you got you can get cardboard, you can get plastic, you probably get old food to throw away, everything just out of the just dumpster dive. And you build you a nice little shelter back there. Mm-hmm. If you need to go to the bathroom, shave, whatever, just want to get some air conditioning, just go wander around the 24-hour Walmart whenever you want to. Just to cool off. Just to cool off. Chill out. Or you know? warm up in the wintertime. Yeah, go sit over in the electronic section, watch a little TV, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, that's my plan, you know, first, <laughs> before I start wandering the earth right. after I lose all my clothes. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's what I would do. My <laughs> wife's the only thing. This is the only thing keeping me in normal society right now. I would. I would not work. I would just live off. It's a bit like a forever camping trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could do it. I'd love it. Next story here. Uh, this is a Florida story. Oh yay! A UCF professor accused of stalking a student, sending her 800 texts a day. Oh, that's oh, a lot of texts. That's a lot of texts. That's a bunch of them to a student. There's yeah. There's a quote here from him that says, uh, "You should be happy that somebody likes you this much to stalk you." It's <laughs> <laughs> so not even, you know. <laughs> Hey, you should be. You should just be happy that I'm yeah. willing to stalk you like this. Oh goodness you gracious! Be honored. Yeah. Officials from the UCF Police Department said that Ali Borgi, 39, an assistant professor, was arrested in his on-campus office on June 28th. Borgi has been charged with two counts of stalking. UCF spokesman Mark Shalub said Borgi has previously submitted his resignation to take effect July 1st, and has since been. Tra- uh, trespassed from campus. Mm-hmm. Schlub said the victim reported the case to police on Monday. UCF Police Chief Carl Metzger uh, urged any students, faculty, or staff to report sexual misconduct to the police department. Our detectives acted swiftly in this case, as the UCF Police Department does when anyone feels threatened, Metzger said. We have a zero-tolerance policy for this type of behavior. Officer says the alleged stalking took place over the fall 2017 in the spring 2018 semesters, with Borgi sending the victim over 800 messages a day, some of which the victim described as extremely disturbing. Oh, man. (laughs) The arrest report quotes some of those messages saying Borgi told the victim, quote, you should be happy that somebody likes you this much to stalk you, and, quote, you think I am sick, and I may be, but I still love you. Oh, he's lovesick. Yeah, but oh, <laughs> you know, I know not everybody's great with the ladies. You know, like, <laughs> right? Like different guys. I never had a lot of problem. I, I was always comfortable talking to women. You mm-hmm. know, but I mean, you don't you don't roll out with you know <laughs> those lines. No. I'm saying you, you like, don't say you got nice eyes. You and, think I'm sick, and I may be. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just say. I'm 
you know, I'm uh, smitten. Yeah, you I, know? I, I think you're an excellent lady. I'd love to get to know you better. You can yeah. say the same thing, but you can soften your language. Like yeah, instead right. of you should be uh, happy that someone likes you this much to <laughs> yeah. stalk you, just chop off, you know, wow, chop yeah. off the to stalk you part. <laughs> yes, right. You know? Oh, nice sound effect, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Big, big, big sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it's odd to me that mm-hmm. you would just be like saying Actually, that kind of if stuff. if I was going to say that, I mean, even that sounds kind of egotistical. Just, you know, say, look, if, if this was me talking, if this was Tara, and this was, yeah, you know, back, right. I'm in my, you know, early She's 20s. Student. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to woo her. Right. I don't say, hey, you should be happy that someone likes you this much to stalk you. Yeah. I'm going to say, I usually don't do this. I've never felt this way about another student before. Yeah. You know? There you go. You're saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But you're not so egotistical about it. And yeah. you're not, and you don't, you're not you're using not the creepy. big scary S word. Yeah. You're, you're creepy. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, how do, how can that not go through their brains? You know? I, I don't know. Uh, like <laughs> I say, I don't know. And if you're a professor... Just find a girl that's got an F and be like, "Hey, look! If you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking to bump that grade up, I'm your man. Let's go out and get some dinner." You know, I would like to say that Earth Oddity podcast uh, is not a should not. You know, we're not condoning, we're not condoning yes, this. this kind of relationship, <laughs> which I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're doing anything inappropriate. Let's just go, let's go get some coffee and read the Bible together or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. How about this? Uh, Borgie also told the victim he would create an artificial intelligence of her so that he could do anything he wanted, oh, according to lock the investigators. Him up. Lock him up. Just lock this dude Okay, up. again, I want, John, I want you to c- convey the same sentiment, but clean that up. Let's run that through a filter. What would you <laughs> I say? I don't know that I can. <laughs> I mean, so he said he would create a, an AI of her so he can do anything he wanted to the AI. I would just. I, I would like, say, "Hey, can I record you singing and make that my alarm clock in the morning so I can wake up to your lovely voice?" I, I Isn't that so much like, better? So that's much that's, way that's, better. That's, that's like way PG. Yeah, but I, I don't even know that I would do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I would just be like, "Hey, you know." Why, why don't we get to, let's get to know each other better? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, let's go to the movie. Let's get something to eat. You know, whatever. Let's get. I don't need to record you. I don't no, want to create an AI. I'm make like a, yeah, right. A relation bot, I mean, just a robot cool. of you. you know, the biggest <laughs> advice I can give to any single man out there is just be cool. You yeah. know, like you don't want to come in too hot. You uh-huh. know, you want to show that you're interested, but you don't want to scare the, you know, you don't want to scare the little <laughs> Bambi away or whatever, you know, right. just be cool, you know, and then easier. It's like a hunter standing up in his tree stand and like baiting on the tree saying, yeah. get in my belly. Yeah, right. You don't, <laughs> you, know? I'm just, you don't want to lead out with, I want to create an AI of you so I can, you know, so I do whatever do- I want to with you. You know, <laughs> yeah. you don't, that's way on down the relationship ladder, you know, <laughs> if, if at all, if that ever yeah, comes if up. ever, because ultimately you might get her in real life if you're not saying that kind of creepy stuff. You don't stuff need an AI. Yeah. I, yeah. You just be cool. You still can't do anything you want. Yeah, well, so, I, I mean, maybe yeah, we within need. reason, we'll consent, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> just be cool. That's my single man out there. Just be cool, you know. 
Police said Borgi found the victim through Facebook in fall 2017 and began messaging her, offering her help with her degree program. After meeting a few times, Borgi asked the victim on a date, and she agreed, according to police. Officer says that after a few dates, when the victim decided the relationship should remain strictly professional, that's when he began stalking her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, not every woman's going to be into you, but the mm-hmm. beauty of it is there's a lot of women out there. So, And also, let me say this. I mean, at this point, you know, the woman has decided, hey, this relationship should be professional. Yeah. You know, there's there's one Hail Mary pass that you can go with, and that's now you act like you're not interested. Right. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and date maybe, maybe she, you know, now, now maybe if she's not interested, then she's going to go and then you just have to set her free at that point. Yeah, right. But maybe if there is something there, she's like, uh-oh, well, now I missed my chance. Right. Yes. And may- maybe you got a 50-50 shot. Right. Yeah. But and, or you can go out with her friends. I feel like that, that, yeah. that's your option. Yeah. Go out with her friends. <laughs> let her come home. See you just like sucking face on the couch with her one night. She may get a little jealous and come back to you. Yeah. You know? That's not creepy. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. I mean, that's standard play. Everybody's right. went out with their, you know, ex-girlfriend's <laughs> friends before, right? I thought that was standard. Anyway, Borgie's arrest report said the victim told Borgie that she was not interested in talking to him and to stop contacting her. The report quotes an email exchange between Borgie and the victim on October 14th, 2017. In this exchange, the victim wrote, Stop contacting me or I will report all this to the proper authorities. If I get that message, I'm like, okay, well, now it's time to quit. Yeah, yeah you know? right. I don't want to lose my job. At no I don't point go in my dating experience right. when I was, you know, before I was married, did I ever reach this point? No. You yeah. know, typically when a girl told me, hey, stop calling, that's when I quit calling. Yeah, right. You know? Yes. Like, no reason to waste any more energy <laughs> right. on this one. You know, I'll yeah. go find one that won't tell me to stop calling her. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you don't want your next girlfriend to find out that you got a stalking charge against you. <laughs> yes. That's not going to go too well. You know, hey, uh, at that point, I'm like, okay, well, can I get a good recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you're on your first date. Like, hey, you know, I'm um, sorry things turned out this way, yeah. but would you write me a good recommendation for the next woman? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just going to put it all out there. Uh, I have had a few stalking charges, <laughs> but, you know, I've changed now. You know, I'm not going to contact you 800 times a day. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, like, women will make you go crazy, though. I mean, with <laughs> yeah. love. I'm not talking about just in general. Uh, after she says that, you know, stop talking to me or I'm going to report this to the authorities, uh, he said, he, he responds, please listen to me. We are just one step away from eternal happiness. Oh. Let's just try one more time, please. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I just feel so bad for this dude. I mean, I mean... I feel bad for the girl because she's the one getting harassed. She's the victim yeah, here. Right. She's definitely the victim here, and he should be respectful to her. But I just feel so bad that nowhere along the way he didn't learn how to talk to I know. Girls, Did he not yeah? have a dad to tell him, hey, yeah, knock it off, son. Don't be this creepy. This is what you don't do. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, you this is be not res- how you treat a woman. Yeah. I mean, like, first thing you do is she wears her hair different. You say, hey, I like the way your hair is. If she starts wearing it that way more often, she's probably got a little interest in you. You know, she's <laughs> right. like, hey, you know, old Christopher liked the way, you know, he liked my hair in a <laughs> ponytail so i'm wearing a ponytail a lot more you know <laughs> yeah yeah you don't lead out with let me let me make an ai of you yeah <laughs> just be cool i wonder if he has the skills for that probably not <laughs> could even do that uh, yeah probably not yeah. i wonder what kind of professor he was did it even say it i've say already it. lost track <laughs> yeah anyway uh the victim eventually left ucf and moved out of state during the fall 2017 semester because he was stalking her oh man and at that point now all contact stopped but now uh during the spring 2018 semester 
she got a new phone number. Somehow he got, well, he got the phone number when he asked her friends for her phone number. Oh. Which I would just like to say, they're not your friends. Yeah, those aren't your friends. <laughs> those aren't your friends. You, you made, you know, eyes at the wrong dude. Yeah. You did something, you did something wrong. wrong. You made somebody mad. <laughs> well, she's probably bragging like, oh, I got this professor helping me with all my stuff, you know. And they were like, oh, I hate Sally, you know. So anyway, uh, he gets her new number, and uh, the arrest report lists instances of him finding the victim in the gym and watching her through the gym window. Oh, man. And then waiting for her in the parking lot, even after she told him to leave him alone. The victim was too scared to go anywhere alone, according to the police. Officials said Borgi used his position as a professor to get the victim to speak with him, waiting in his office outside of normal routine and trying to run into her. So he's trying to, he's hanging around. As a professor, he's yeah. you know going around sitting in people's offices that are near yeah, her, just waiting for her to come on in. Oh yeah. man, he needs to be put in jail. I mean, just for his lack of woman skills, <laughs> get him <laughs> off the street before he breeds and passes that on to another man. A law enforcement official says they identified him as a suspect in a similar incident at the University of South Florida, in which no arrests were made. So apparently, he's he did this before at another university to one of his other students. Wow. And he, I guess he fled that time, yeah. but they got him this time. The woman in that case told police that he had sent her several strongly worded unwanted messages to her after he found her on the dating website eHarmony. <sighs> and uh, women told Bor- women told police Borgie had lied to her about his occupation and had reached out through her office, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which violates the terms and conditions of eHarmony. Detective said that no arrests were made in that case. He's currently being held on a thousand dollars bond, which he's probably already out. Oh yeah, and stalking her as we speak. Yes, he's he's back at it. I'm sure. So this dude, let's stay away. You know, golly, Ali Borgi. You know, first of all, change your name because that's a dumb name. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you were named after your granddad or <laughs> something something special. <laughs> you know, just I'm change it. Yeah, go with something great like John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, John, one of the most popular names of all time. So you, know, you can't go wrong with John. Although people don't name their kids John anymore because they're losers. <laughs> and uh, and leave this girl alone, dude. Leave yeah. her alone. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, lay off the caffeine. Whatever to, it is you got to yeah. do to calm down. Learn to take a no and just move on. Yeah, yeah. Not every girl's going to be the one for you. And if you just keep trying, you'll find the right one. Or you do like me and find one when you're real young and just convince her over a <laughs> decade that you're the guy for her. Yeah? This is some advice that I was given. You know, if if a girl tells you no, she was not the one for you. Yeah, right. She was, you were not destined to be together. Yeah, right. Obviously, because you're not together. Yeah, So right. just keep looking. It's great advice. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, God's not going to provide your soulmate who's already married to somebody else. I just like throw that out there, too. <laughs> yes. You know, some people that have been through that, you know, like God's not leading you to be with somebody who's married already. So Right. Um. But anyways, we're bumping up close on time. You want to go ahead and hit up community news? Or you got another one you want to... Oh, yeah, we got it. What time is it? It's uh, 3.53. Oh, dang. Okay, I'm going to fly through this one because I teased this one earlier. This is Elon Musk. Oh, I forgot about the farting unicorns. (laughs) But eventually you can transform Mars into an Earth-like planet. The fast way uh, and the slow way. The fast way is it has dropped thermonuclear weapons over the poles. You're a super villain! (laughs) Elon Musk drawn into farting unicorn dispute with Potter. Uh... (laughs) 
Tom Edwards was thrilled to hear the CEO was a fan of his work until he saw Tesla using a copy of this without his permission. Okay, Tom Edwards, a Colorado potter, was thrilled when Elon Musk tweeted a photo of one of his original mugs, including his cartoon drawing of a unicorn farting electricity. The (laughs) Tesla CEO called it maybe my favorite mug ever in a February 2017 post, leading to a bump in sales from around the world. So... I mean, that would be awesome if, right. if if Elon would tweet out, hey, I love Earth Oddity, yeah, and everyone I mean, starts listening to I'm us. keep waiting for him to. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he was surprised, however, when a month later, he tweeted a copy of his cartoon image used to promote Tesla's new Sketchpad feature, which allows drivers to draw on a touchscreen. Multiple news articles inaccurately reported that Musk was the one who created and drew the cartoon, which... Basically, he just kind of doodled the same yeah. cartoon using this uh, Sketchpad app that's right. on the cars. I, personally, I still at, at this point, I'm still like, okay, he he doodled a little doodle after his favorite mug. Yeah, you know, right. no big deal. Yeah, in my opinion, right. However, uh, the 61 year old artist was going to let it go until he learned that the image was also appearing in Tesla's operating system as a small icon. So <laughs> now. At this point now, we're like, okay, okay maybe yeah. maybe now, he's got an argument now. you're now. bumping up on the line, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that this company has even used this in a Christmas message. It's part of their branding now, Edward said in the interview. I love the fact that it's in their cars, but I want them to do the right thing and pay me adequately for it. Elon Musk can be a hero for standing up for artist rights. Musk, however, seems uninterested in compensating or crediting the artist. Instead, he tweeted at Edward's daughter this week that it would be lame to sue, <laughs> that the Potters should be grateful for the attention. Oh, yeah. Come on, Eli. We're some of your right. biggest fans, but, but you're, yeah, you're, you're being a little, little bit of a billionaire yeah. jerk at yeah. this point, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> all my artist friends. I have several friends who are artists, by the way. Yeah. One of the things they always say is exposure doesn't pay the bills. You know, <laughs> yeah. so like, cause like, everyone's always like, oh yeah, hang your picture in here. You get a lot of exposure. And they're like, yeah, but just buy it from me because that, <laughs> and, and then, you know, yeah. I'll, everything will be cool. <laughs> the dispute may seem low stakes relative to the litany of scandals plaguing the electric car company, uh, among which is workplace safety complaints, major layoffs, high profile auto pilot car crashes again uh, they weren't at fault for those just like to say that Uh, and an exodus of executives a suit against a whistleblower and intense pressure to reach mass production of a new model but the use of edwards work without compensation highlights what artists say is the kind of corporate theft and copyright infringement that has become rampant forcing independent artists to engage in expensive legal battles to get credited and paid Presented with details of Edwards' claims, Tesla spokespeople declined to comment. Uh, Edwards, who has been a potter for 40 years, first unveiled his unicorn farts mugs in 2010 in a blog post. Electric cars are good for the environment because electricity comes from magic, he wrote. Oh. Which I would just like to say it's not really magic, but (laughs) whatever helps you sell mugs, dude. He said he was making a joke about how people don't understand the source of a car's electricity and use the signature style of his Wallyware brand of lighthearted cartoons on mugs. Edwards also said he considered himself a fan of Musk, but Tesla's repeated use of the image's copy and the resulting uh, frowning news coverage began to irk him. Then in December, a Tesla-owning friend emailed him to note that the cars were promoting a holiday message that included the artwork. When I turned on my car this morning, Elon wished me a Merry Christmas using a counterfeit Wally design, the friend wrote. 
Edwards uh, then talked to numerous lawyers who told him it was very clear this was a very clear case of copyright violation, especially given that Musk had originally tweeted out the image of the mug acknowledging that it was someone else's work. Uh, it's copyright 101, he said. They did a blatant copy and they used it as as a promo campaign. So on May 23rd, Edwards' lawyer, Tim Atkinson, sent a letter to Tesla's general counsel with the subject line, The Power of Magic. The note said it was not a cease and desist, but an invitation for all parties to, parties to continue to benefit from the whimsical and amazingly spot-on piece of imagery my client created in 2010, which now appropriately finds a home in the operating system of the magical vehicles your company produces. So that's nice that this is not like a cease and desist, but hey, yeah. just... Yeah, we're cool. all friends. Do yeah. the right thing. Right. You know, uh, I'm going to skip on down here. Uh, Atkinson said that uh, Edwards has not received a response from Tesla. Uh, Musk only briefly addressed the matter after Edwards told his story to a lo local newspaper and his daughter, a musician, tweeted at Musk. Uh, her tweet right here, she tweeted at Musk saying, hey, y'all, Grimes' boyfriend ripped off my dad's art. And this is a true story. What do you have to say for yourself at Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk tweeted back, he can sue for money if he wants, but that's kind of lame. If anything, this intention increased his mug sales, said Musk, adding that Tesla gained no financial benefit from the image. Which, I mean, yeah, I get that they're not making money off no. the image, but they are promoting their cars, yeah. you know. So, well. Anyway, that's that's I mean, probably all the important stuff there. I don't think we really need to add anything on to this. Uh, the artist, he did say that he would really like to be on Elon Musk's good side, and he's really, really interesting person, but he's not above copyright law. Right, yeah, that's what I which would Which he's say. not. Yeah. But also, you're not going to stay on Elon Musk's good side if you take him to court. No, no. Which, if I was Elon and I had billions of dollars, I would just pay the dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't that's see why it. that's such a big deal. buy the whole thing from you. Yeah. You know? It's like, I, I want to be the owner of Unicorn Farts. Yeah, and, name your price. Yeah, name your price. Now and, Unicorn Farts are mine. Yeah. They're all mine. And if I was a dude, And they smell like, like magic. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, whatever, six million. You know, I was probably going to make six million over the life of this product that I produce. So pay me that, and you can have it. And just go. Everybody goes away happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's like chump change. All right. So speaking of chump change, if you haven't <laughs> gotten your Cajun curl, you can get it. It'll make your life better. And it's not going to cost you a fortune if you want to make your life better. Um, we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun curl Bayou blended spice for their support. Check them out at www.cajuncurl.com. You can order the, their spice there and their Cajun curl cutter for potatoes right there on cajuncurl.com. If you didn't know, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing, and it's easy to use, easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips, putting that spice on it. <laughs> As Tiny will tell you, it's amazing. It it's changed good. my life first time I ever had one. And your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. So, uh, And let me tell you, their homemade chips are amazing. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice but and the Cajun 
curl chip cutter as well, but you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own straight off the website. Get it delivered right to your house. Absolutely. If your local grocer doesn't carry uh, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. All of their products are made in the USA, so you can not only enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel really patriotic while you're eating it. <laughs> and uh, it's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat www.cajuncurl.com check them out and use a promo code oddity to get a 0% discount <laughs> again yes www.cajuncurl.com that's right yeah hey like that was professional <laughs> that i was felt awesome. like that was very professional yeah yeah so for real though guys check out cajun curl we love it you know <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah we have one review all right and this comes from alsec girl in canada Oh, so shout out to our Canadian fans. Yeah, we up love her. Yeah, I mean, you can't have twenty nine wives up there or twenty four wives up there yeah. in British Columbia. But we but, love y'all, don't you know? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. Five stars, great podcast. Just catching up on the shows. Great sense of humor. Thanks for the laugh. Uh, you are welcome, Alset girl. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, we love our. Our neighbors to the north. Love your maple syrup. Yeah. Can't touch uh, Golden Eagle down here, but, I mean, it's still pretty good. I'll take it. And i also say that uh, I'll set girl, you know, she was able to, she saved y'all this week. Yeah, y'all right. Y'all didn't have to listen to any other crappy reviews yes. about prisons or t-shirts on Amazon or whatnot. Yeah. But, hey, she can't do Let's, this by herself. Right. Let's get it together. We need some more reviews. Yeah. We need them. We need them. Come on. <laughs> yes. Let's go, guys. Get it together. Uh, I mean, there for a while we had a plethora. Yeah, of, we were getting, of they were rolling in. We were, yeah, and and now they kind of you know dried yeah. up to a trickle. So. And we, but we picked up some new listeners since we joined the Fringe Radio Network. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get some Fringe reviews in there, guys. You know, yes. hit us up. You know, and hey, I mean, our only well, I mean, I guess we don't have any requirements. We would like it to be five stars. Yeah. But hey, talk about whatever you want. You can tell, you can say, hey, the podcast is great and we love those, but you can also talk about how fluffy your cat is. Yeah, right. Or how your dog won't do what you tell it to do or how it's biting yeah. a mailman. To me, the weirder, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you just talk about the whatever random stuff you want to talk about and that would be hilarious to me. Give us some fringe iTunes reviews. Yes, yeah, right. And I tell you what, next week we're going to pick one out, mm-hmm. the weirdest slash funniest slash most obscure yeah. review is going to get a $10 gift card to your choice of business. Oh, How there about you go. that? $10. Think about that. <laughs> yes. you know, the, this, the podcast is paying you to listen then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, know? that's, that's, you don't get a better deal like that. Joe Rogan's not doing that for you, is he? <laughs> no. That's what I thought, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Or anybody else. Barstool Sports or whoever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know a lot of different podcasts, so... I'm, it's really just us. The only one I listen to. Ten bucks for five minutes in front of your computer screen. Yeah, not even you that much. You didn't have to log into iTunes. I'm, I'm sorry for that. But if you have an iPhone, it's, it's built into there. your operating right. system. Yeah. All you got to do is push the button and then mm-hmm. push, leave a review. Yeah. Oh, there's one now. Actually, okay. A Twitter. <laughs> we'll save that for next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Which, yeah, follow okay. us on Twitter, right? <laughs> at underscore Earth Oddity. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, same handle, at underscore Earth Oddity, which I forgot to post up last week's stuff in there because I was on vacation. But uh, find us on Facebook, on our Facebook group, which is Earth Oddity Podcast. 
be our friends. We need friends. And yeah. interact with us. Email the show at earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's it. That's right. I remembered. I almost yeah. said .com. Um, and, you know, we just want to hear from y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll write in our post in our Facebook group, review our Facebook page, whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll be your buddies. We'll, I'll be your best friend that you've yeah. ever had from Alabama. And, hey, if you find any news stories, don't be yeah, shy send to them share to. them with us. Shout right. out to Mr. Wilkes Coutrari. Yeah, he's one of he the best. He does a lot of work right. for us. And we got that one from Casey Dunaway. <laughs> yeah. James Elmore, James Elmore's biggest fan. Casey so Dunaway. Him in. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be your friends. We love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Right. I y'all get, have a good week. Got to get to a Deacon's meeting. Yeah, Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, the show's over. Ryan Steele, what's the name?